Welcome to Bethany, everybody. It's a good day, huh? God, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would fill, fill this place today, that um, as we fellowship and as we worship, we'd experience you um, through your grace, and that we would um, bring you glory through our words and through our worship. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's do it again. In your name we pray. Amen. All right.
Father, we're here to worship. And our God is the author, the first and His work they resound through the generations past. From creation to Savior to the world we now see. For our God is sovereign in the power He For our God is a healer who never change. And he binds up the broken and raises the dead. Well, if our God is for us, then who can be against? Our God will forever and never be praised. For one million days our lips sing His praise And when we have finished we'll start it again For our love will go on and go on like Never forget. 
So praise Him, oh praise Him with all the saints. And claim the redemption for which He is crucified. It's yours. And chimes of freedom, eternal will reign.
glad you guys are here today. 
such a great day to be here. Welcome to Bethany Community Church. If it's your first time here, we're so glad you decided to join us. In the seat in front of you, you're going to find a blue card. Fill that blue card out with as much information as you'd like to share with us. We want you to hold on to that card and go into the lobby. You're going to see a table, VIP Central. It's made just for you. We want to know more about you. We want you to know more about us. And we're going to give you a little gift. So hold on to that card if it's your first time here and bring it out into VIP Central. Or you can do it on your handy dandy phone. In your Google Play Store, your Apple Store, you're going to find the BCC app. It's so awesome. There's so many things you can do in it. You can give your tithes and offerings. You can listen to Pastor Phil's sermons. You can do so many awesome things with this phone, with the app. You can also sign up for Teen Day at BCC. Next Sunday at 12 o'clock, we're going to have Teen Day. It's so important that everybody is here. Because think about it. Like, say I was the New England Patriots. And I'm not. But I feel like I'm, I have a height deficit and a gender deficit. So if, you, if I was on the New England Patriots and I was like a running back, because I know that that's a thing, and I never showed up for practice, and I never showed up for any of the team meetings, I would just like walk out on the field and Tom would look at me and be like, what are you doing here? You're a girl. And then... <laughs> And then he would kick me off the field because I never went to any practices, right? That's why you should come to team day. Team day is so important. It's like going to a practice for the big game, right? Sunday morning for us is the big game. So if you're on a team on Sunday morning, be there. Next Sunday, 12 o'clock to 4.30, we'll have child care. It's going to be awesome. If you are not on a team and you go, wow, I'd like to play with Tom Brady, come to... Come to on like pastor feels like tom brady you know in the if you put it in if you put it in like you know people in their places like that he's the quarterback so you want to come and hear from the quarterback to give us the message and what we need to do i so love all these sports analogies i feel like such a smarty so <laughs> i picked up finn from the groomers and they put a patriots bandana on him and i said what if i'm an eagles fan and she laughed at me like that's not possible so so you can sign up in the BCC app. It's so great. You can sign up right there in your hands. You don't have to remember to go to a table. You don't have to call me or email me. You can do it right at the BCC app for free. So you want to make sure you do that. Another thing that we have coming up is forum shareholders. On the 17th at 6 p.m. at BCC downtown, come and be part of what's happening with forum. Come and hear the vision that they have for this year. Come and be supporting when it comes to bringing meals, financial support, prayer support. There's so many things that you can be part of to help raise up the next generation to go out into the world and preach the gospel. So come to that. Be served by our awesome forum kids. They're the best. Come to that. Sign up. You can um, let Shane know or Jason know if you're going to be able to come to that. And we have so much packed into the service today. I have to stop talking. So up next to Tyson Offering is Patrick Burke. Good morning, BCC. Isn't it a great day to be in the house of the Lord? And uh, as we prepare to receive our tithes and offerings, isn't it also good to know that our offerings are going to go for his purpose, whether it be uh, caring for others in the community or bringing others into the house of the Lord? What a great day. Uh, Proverbs 1120. I just want to say one more thing. I'm sorry. If, <laughs> if you'll notice, I never do that, so I don't know. If you'll notice, there's some really handsome boys 
collecting our tithes and offerings and greeting you when you came in today. The Happy Place Kids, our program for children with special needs, is learning about serving others. So they're serving us by being ushers and greeters today. Sorry. No problem. Well worth the interruption. All right, let's talk about giving generously. Proverbs 11.25 says, a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. Let's pray. Lord, pour out an abundance on this church, Lord, so that we can pour out an abundance on others, Lord. I pray for this offering. I pray that you would multiply it, and I pray for it. you would use it for your good. And we pray these things in your son's name. Amen. Well, we want to thank you for joining us on this special Sunday as we honor Pastor Phil and Sherry and their family for 30 years of service at BCC. This is not your typical BCC service, but this is not your typical family. Pastor Phil, Sherry, and their two small children, Jason and Christy, came to a small church on Grant Street in Milford with seven members. And now 30 years later, here we are in this beautiful facility with multiple buildings and campuses. They pastor a church that is making a huge difference in our community and for the kingdom of God. Thank you, Pastor Phil and Sherry for listening. That's right. That's right. Thank you for listening to God's call and believing what this community needs is Jesus. Thank you for being an example for us daily on how we live, love, and serve. We can never do or say enough to thank you for your dedication. We love you. During their 30 years here, they have added a lot of things to BCC, but one of the greatest additions was Elise. <laughs> to start us off with this special service, Pastor Phil and Sherry's youngest daughter, Elise, will share a special song with us. I am really grateful to get to be here this morning, um, and not just this morning, but uh, these past 16, almost 17 years that I've been able to be a part of Bethany. It's, um, I would say this, is, this church has been the greatest influence on my life, um, except for God, obviously, but the church itself and just the community here and, and what my parents have worked diligently to, to foster and to care for. Um, and, and when I was asked to pick a special song to sing, um, I honestly was at a loss of what would do justice to to their legacy that they have at this church and, and God's plan that he has for this church. But when I heard this song, I knew immediately that it was, that it was the right one to sing because um, this song talks about how God isn't finished yet. And it says, this is just the beginning. I know this is just the beginning. And I know for a fact that to do something like this successfully for 30 years, that is the mentality that you need to have. And if any of you know my parents, you know they are people who, who will look at another person who everyone has just given up hope for, and they say, God isn't finished yet in that life. They believe that God isn't finished in Milford, in Menden, in this church. They believe for something bigger every time. They follow God's call, even when it's really terrifying, <laughs> even when their staff are saying, no, this isn't going to work. They follow God's call. They do it even when it doesn't make sense. So I think the song really does just that. And um, I think that you guys should get excited too. 
because God isn't finished yet in your life either. He's not finished with this church. This church isn't, it's not their church. It's my church, it's your church, it's our church. I know it sounds cliche, but it's true. Yeah, that's, it's a good thing. So let's get excited. Seriously, it's awesome. It's impressive. We're, we're doing a good thing here, Bethany. So let's sing. I am tethered to your every word. My heart ever after yours I will trust you here I will trust you here and now my hope always set in who you are even when I can see everything I will trust you trust you. I won't forget the things you've said, for I know that this is just the
Sherry for your impact in my life and now my family's life. You have touched probably hundreds of people's lives and I am so privileged that I've been able to be in direct contact of that and from there being able to spread that love to my child. So thank you. Thank you Christy for being such an awesome friend and for always being there um, whether it's to talk or to help me with my kids through everything. Um, just through everything that I've been through, I know that I'm never alone because you are there. Jay, thank you so much for investing in my life as a musician and as a Christian over the years. Uh, thank you for being a great youth pastor and for sowing seeds in our lives. Thank you for modeling humility and service for us and for the church. Thank you for all the hard work that you do. And there's more things than we can possibly express here, so we just want to say from the bottom of our hearts uh, thank you and we love you i'm honored to be able to tell you pastor phil how much i love you and how much you are a part of my life and how great you are and what you do do for people i hope you know so i myself want to thank you for more than you ever thought possible i am so so thankful for the both of you i'm thankful for your knowledge your wisdom your insight your passion not just for god but for people because I wouldn't be where I am today. Thank you, Pastor Fionn Sherry, for leading by example. I'm honored to be part of your team. Well, Phil, I only met you a few years ago, but I just want to say thank you for accepting joy of me into the family here at Bethany, and as well as uh, into your life. And uh, thank you for loving country music in Texas. 
Pastor Phil and Mrs. Sherry, I'm so grateful for providing a great vision for us to follow and to be a part of. Your leadership is unparalleled. You are kind and compassionate. You're driven, you're focused. We are so honored and blessed that you live out beyond the pulpit what you preach. Pastor and Sherry, I just want to thank you guys for just being a, a model of consistency. I've been able to learn so much from the two of you, just watching the way that you live, the way that you uh, interact with people, uh, the way you teach people. So thank you for that. Pastor Phil, we just want to thank you for your wisdom, your guidance, the way you prepare to preach and teach our congregation. I thank you for a vision that is always growing, and we are blessed to have you as a pastor. I just want to thank Phil and Sherry and all of the pastoral leadership of this church for the environment, the culture that they've um, provided this church over the many years I've been coming, and it's been um, amazing in my life, and I just want to thank you, and I pray that you continue for many years. Pastor Phil and Sherry have many godly characters, many godly qualities, but their love of God's Word and their faith in action lifestyle kept me here, and it changed my life. Thank you, Pastor Phil and Sherry, for shining the light of Jesus on my journey back to God and for giving me a real life. I love you. So, Pastor Phil and Sherry, we are so blessed to be a part of the ministry here at Bethany, and Craig and I have been here about 25 years now. I look at you guys as friends. I also look at you as uh, pastoral pastors in our lives as well. We've raised our kids together. I love you guys a lot. Respect you. Um, we can truly call you friends and, and pastors. Um, you've done great work, and I'm proud to be part of this church. Thank you, Pastor Phil and Sherry, for believing in me and taking a chance on having me be part of the team. Thank you for letting me have an opportunity to be creative, to be able to be part of such a great team. Your influence in my life has changed my life forever and has changed my impact on the kingdom. So thank you so much. Thank you. 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 One of my favorite titles of a book is by Eugene Peterson. It's called A Long Obedience in the Same Direction. I think that describes Pastor Phil. And Sherry said another way, fame comes in a moment, but greatness comes in longevity. A Bible word for all that is faithfulness. Phil and Sherry, you've been faithful Faithful to each other, faithful to your family, faithful to this church, faithful to this community, faithful to the movement that I represent, the Assemblies of God, faithful to God, and this day honors that. If you'd come forward, I'd like to, it's very difficult to represent uh, 190 churches and about 500 credential holders, but we, we clearly consider both of you um, leaders examples, friends, uh, 
And so on behalf of our movement, I'm here to, to thank you. You know, this morning I was, I was praying for you. And I begin to write down some, some words when I think of you. I, I think of you, Cher. I think of uh, an innovator and a passionate person and a, and a hard worker and a problem solver. And, a, and, and as I started writing those words, I thought, wow, just being around you has impacted my life and others as well. And Phil, as I, as I thought of our conversations and I thought, you know, leader and, and learner and friend and, and missional thinker, and, um, and the words just kept coming and coming. And, and all these folks fill in so much more. Well, in denominations, we do plaques. The scripture word for this is dung. No. <laughs> you can erase that from the tape. However, the heart of the matter is, is right. And that's that as, as a part of this community of leaders and churches in southern New England, we, we count you um, real gifts to us. And while these words don't really accomplish that, I hope, I hope you understand that. So this is a, just, a, just a representation of appreciation for your vision, for your faithfulness, for your example, for your sacrifice, um, and probably for your friendship most of all. So on behalf of the Southern New England Ministry Network, our churches and our ministers, we give this certificate of appreciation for your ministry to our network in 30 years, a spirit-filled ministry to this congregation, to this community, and I'll add this region. We thank you. morning, everybody. Uh, my name is Will Kincaid. I'm chairman of the Milford Board of Selectmen. Um, I don't know what I could say that hasn't been said already, so I'm going to go a little off script um, from what I had planned. Um, first, I want to thank Pastor Phil and Sherry because this is my first time here. I hope it's not my last. Um, this has been a great experience, and never mind the church and watching this structure grow over these years, but all of you folks were so welcoming to me. When I, from when I walked in the wrong door and walked all the way, I ended up with a tour. It's a beautiful facility, but literally everyone I bumped into said good morning to me, asked if I needed anything. They were hunting brandy down for me. I mean, I just, I, I really appreciate that. And that says a lot about um, the folks here. So, um, and I think Phil and Sherry, you built this and uh, that's to your credit. If I could have you folks come up one more time. You know, in Milford and, you know, people are talking, I'm, I'm, I'm fighting every day to bring our Main Street back and fix the facades and, and do it. And everybody, when they sit at the light at Exchange Street, go down Central, drive by, the emails I could actually share with you, the, what you've built there and just physically, it's beautiful. And you're helping us do that and you're leaders in a number of communities and we're lucky to have you. So thank you very much. And 
And again, I appreciate the invite because I think sometimes between government and church, there's nothing wrong with the interaction. We all have to work together and we should be building and fostering those relationships. So thank you again. Be it known that the Milford Board of Selectmen hereby offer their congratulations to Pastor Phil and Cherry McCutcheon in recognition of your commitment, time, and hard work on many projects and programs which have served the community and its residents for over 30 years. On behalf of the people of Milford, the Selectmen extend their very best wishes and express the hope for future good fortune and continued success in all your endeavors, given this fourth day of February 2018. Signed by Michael Walsh, William Buckley, and your friend, Will Kincaid. Thank you. This is a great morning to be here. And I'm privileged, my wife uh, is privileged along with me to celebrate this time for Phil and Sherry. There is a proverb which explains to us what we're doing and why we are doing it this morning. It says, do not withhold good from those to whom it is due when it's in your power to do it. That's what this is all about, to see. I would like to read a brief scripture which describes the pastor. And this certainly describes my good friend Phil, my dear brother in Christ as I know him. Got a, I'm not too steady on my feet. It's not what I've been drinking yet, but okay, give me a moment. <clears throat> the Apostle Peter, toward the end of his life, knowing that, that uh, persecution and death was coming to him, reflected back and he wrote First Peter to discouraged and struggling Christians. And among them, he addressed the leaders. They were elders, pastors. He says this. Uh, get down here. To the elders among you, I appeal as a fellow elder and a witness of Christ's sufferings, who also will share in the glory to be revealed. Be, I'm going to change the terminology a little bit because this you two already have been. I urge you to continue it. But you have been shepherds of God's flock that is under your care, watching over them, not because you had to, but because you wanted to, as God wants you to. You did not pursue dishonest gain, but you were eager to serve, not lording it over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. Does that not describe them? <laughs> and the promise, you know, Phil, you've heard me say from time to time, the best is yet to come. Well, the best is yet to come for both of you. Listen to what Peter continues to say. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that will never fade away. That's what's yet to come. The reason a pastor and a pastoral couple and a family continue to persevere through thick and thin, difficulties, hardships, challenges, oppositions, as well as victories, is not because of what they receive at the moment, but because what awaits us. You see, the best truly is yet to come. 
because Jesus Christ is going to make himself known. And we're going to see the one whom we have loved, who redeemed us, whom we serve joyfully face to face. And as that great old gospel song says, it will be worth it all. My wife and I, she served along with me for 30 years as I led First Congregational Church in Hopkinton. So I understand the 30-year mark. And I understand what's in it and all that's behind it. I wouldn't ask you to even think about the number of times you thought about quitting. I remember I did. <laughs> there were those times I just want to bail out and give up. But someone told me one time, and it was very helpful, you have the freedom to do that, Dick, because you know you won't. And Phil and Sherry, you had the freedom to do that because you knew in your heart you wouldn't. You would not give up, and you haven't, and you're now reaping the fruit of your labors. God bless you for all you've done. Phil, you've been such a dear friend to me. You really have, and I've learned so much from you. Phil and I, along with two other pastors, have been in a, a John 17 pastoral support group for years now, where we get together on a regular basis every other week, and we share our hearts, we share our lives, we share our pastoral ministries, private ministries, all that's going on, there are no holds barred. Every one of us knows uh, everything there is just about, about the other person. And we continue to love and support and encourage one another. Phil has been that to me more than I can describe. Phil, thank you. God bless both of you and give you many more years yet here. Now there are some other folks who couldn't be here and they want to give a video testimony to. Pastor Phil and Sherry, what a blessing to know you both. Don and I so appreciate you and all you've done for your church, for your community, to advance the kingdom of God. You guys are amazing. 30 years, a great celebration. I'd like to say having next 30 years might be, but no, you guys have got years to go, but I don't know what that's going to look like. And if you keep going at your current rate, no telling what God can do through you. We, we love you. And we're so glad your church is honoring you for these 30 years, and we honor, the, honor you also. God bless you. Thank you for all you give us. I uh, want to start off by just congratulating uh, Philip and Sherry for um, 30 years of ministry there in Massachusetts. I've been to a lot of churches, but I don't know of any church that's touching a community like this church. And many of you, um, have, a, have a place and a part in that but it takes leadership and so I, I just congratulate you guys for hanging in there through some tough times through some very difficult times through times when people of, uh, of lesser character would maybe would have given up but you didn't give up and you kept on going and I'm so thankful um, I, I'm, I'm just so I, I can't tell you how, how wonderful I feel to be a part of this family and um, the church has uh, uh, accepted me and received me over the years. So uh, it all comes from leadership. And so I just really want to congratulate you. Uh, God bless you guys. I'll see you one of these days. It may not be too long.
Good morning, Bethany. Uh, my name is Derek Strenning, and this is my wife, Carissa Strenning. Uh, we are currently serving on a pastoral team at New Life Church in Wisconsin, but we had the um, just incredible privilege of sitting under Pastor Phil and Sherry's leadership uh, for quite a while while we were there in Massachusetts. Yeah, I, um, for any of you who don't know, really grew up at Bethany and uh, had the honor and huge opportunity to really be invested and Sherry taking me under her wing and mentoring me for so many years and I'm just so grateful for um, people who, especially you Sherry, um, seeing an, an 11, 12 year old annoying kid, um, seeing what God saw and the potential and loving me and investing in me. Thank you for the hours you spent sharing um, God's truth with me and calling things out of me that weren't yet and giving me the tools and investing in me so that I could then take that and invest in others. And um, so grateful for the way you guys took me into your home and let me see up close what ministry and really loving people the way God asks a pastor and a shepherd to do. And because of that, I, I wanted to be in ministry and to invest um, because of the investment that was made in me by you guys. And I, I'm just really so thankful for uh, you guys welcoming me into your home as a 20-year-old ragamuffin kid rolling into town off the back of a U-Haul truck, basically. Literally. <laughs> Literally. So that's a story for another time. But um, thanks for seeing in me so much more than what I was then. Um, I'm just really thankful for the opportunity I had to um, serve um, at Bethany, to sit under your leadership and watch you guys love people so well, watch you guys work tirelessly so that um, people could have the best chance possible to know who Jesus was. Um, I, I want to say thank you for providing just a safe place where I, um, I could fail, <laughs> you know, and still be loved and still be a part of the community that you guys have created there. Um, yeah, <laughs> we're just so thankful for that. You guys gave us both such an incredible place to learn and to grow. And um, thank you for your investment. Congratulations on 30 years. We wish we could be there to celebrate with you. And to Jason and Christy and Elise, it's been a privilege for me to have an up-close uh, perspective of your growth and watching you guys grow from kids in now into leadership roles and taking on the responsibility and really loving people well. And that has been one of the coolest things. So. Thank you guys so much. Um, we wish we could be there with you to celebrate. Congratulations. Yeah, congratulations. Love you guys, whole family. And uh, yeah, go Patriots. Go Patriots. That's for sure the finale my dad is hoping for, for his day today, that the Patriots would win the Super Bowl. Um, I think it's very typical that, you know, it's what you expect that your parents would tell you um, as a kid, that they're proud of you. Um, but today I want to tell you guys, I'm so proud of you. Um, and I'm so proud to be your kid. And it's, who gets to sit and listen to this many people honestly speak about the people who raised you in the ways that they're speaking today? It's just, it's amazing. But I only have 10 minutes, so that's all you get. <laughs> um, so, you know, when Jay and I were team preaching today and we sat down and we're kind of talking about you know, you got to find some kind of a metaphor or a theme or whatever to preach. And that really the only thing that made sense was to talk about agriculture and talk about reaping and sowing and fruit. It's really the, the, the 
um, just a fantastic word picture that God gave us, that Jesus gave us when he um, when he taught that lesson. And so we wanted to talk about that. And I thought, you know, I should get a bunch of fruit. And so I went last night, and this is what's, this makes the, the um, my point perfectly. I thought about how I wanted to get fruit, but because I live in the United States of America, I didn't even need to think about it again until last night. <laughs> I went there, the stop and shop, the brand new one um, is open till midnight. And I went there last night at about 11 o'clock. And you know what I found? Beautiful, amazing fruit. And you go into that new stop and shop and it's just all the first world glory of that place. <laughs> it is just, you know, it's beautiful. And I go into the fruit section and just any fruit you can imagine is there and it's available. And I picked it all up. I brought it over to the church and I set it all up. And But as I was driving from Stop and Shop, I just started thinking. The Holy Spirit started tugging at my heart and this wasn't in my notes at that time at all. Just think about that, Christy. Think about fruit that's available to you that you don't even know about the agricultural process to bring it into being. I, you know, and what's even funnier, the majority of this fruit could never even be grown in Massachusetts. It's not possible. Um, but I still love, I really savor the chance to have an avocado in February in Massachusetts, and I wouldn't change it for the world. Um, but as a church, I, we need to think about that for a minute, is that we don't want to be people that we just eat a bunch of fruit, and we eat the fruit of these people, of my parents, and we eat the fruit of Hillsong, and we come into the Bethany Mart, and we just shove our face with a bunch of fruit, and we don't know anything about what it takes, and we're not farmers. We don't want that. You know what? It's okay with your fruit. Let's all take advantage of the stop and shop. You should go there if you haven't been. Um, but in our spiritual lives, no way. We want to be farmers, right? All right, so... Um, you know, we, we, we started thinking about it, and really the main thing that you need to think about first, and my grandfather, he went to an agricultural, he was raised on a farm, went to an agricultural high school. He took a class called Tractor 101, is that right? He took a class, and it's about like taking apart a tractor and putting it back together, right? It's unimaginable to me. Um, but, we, but the main thing, am I right, Papa? The first thing you have to think about is your soil. Number one, you got to think about what is, what is the soil that we have here and what it's the foundation. So soil is the foundation of, agricultural, of agriculture. The health and components of the soil will determine the quality of your harvest. Um, and, you know, for the sake of our metaphor today, the soil, that represents our hearts, the heart of this community, of our church, um, and it represented the hearts of my parents um, when they were young and they had these two kids. And, you know, there's so many things that come into um, the factors of good soil when you're in agriculture. You've got to think about pest control and crop rotation and the density that you, you know, how much you compact the soil. You've got to think about your composts and cover cro crops. And, um, you know, you need some kind of insects and then other ones you don't want. And um, irrigation, the chemical contents, there's so many things that go into it. And, you know, there's, a, there's really a lot that goes into the soil of our hearts as well. And, you know, you need to consider all of those factors of your, your soil, of the foundation of your heart before you begin to even plant seeds. And, you know, I watched my parents from a little girl and watched them just consider the foundation. 
They, they made decisions that they were going to be people who, they were submissive. Their posture towards the Lord was submissive. And they, they had a servant mentality. They were others focused. They determined they would be creative. They would be brave. They would be, have a pioneering spirit and start new things. They cultivated a love for truth and God's word. They were people of forgiveness and grace. And they, they decided to have excitement and joy in the process of what they were doing. And they allowed the Lord to just build that foundation that when the seeds were planted, they had a good place to grow. And they, they did smart things with their finances and the finances of the church. And they just applied the principles of God's word to the foundation of the community that they built in our home as well. Um, so number two, and this is the thing about farming, that most it's the reason why most of us don't do it spiritually and physically. It's really hard work. <laughs> and it starts really early in the morning. Um, in Proverbs, it says, those who work their land will have abundant food, but those who chase fantasies have no sense. There's really no way around it. If you want to be a farmer and you want to see a harvest, you got to wake up, you got to weed, you got, you got to do all of the hard things that it takes to plant. You got to take care of your tools and your animals. It's, it's endless, the amount of work. But I've watched my parents as pastors um, that they just continue to wake up every day and they see each one of those tasks, the, the weeding, the endless weeding, the, the tough conversations you have to have with people, the financial decisions, the budgeting, the board meetings, the toilet unclogging, the the prayer meetings, worship services, whatever all the things were that they needed to do, the hard work, the, the day in and day out. And they just approached each one of those tasks with purpose, with passion, with love. And they saw those things as holy. And they committed their work to the Lord. Um, so, you know, if you, no matter what you do, no matter how your soil, if your soil is great, if you spend all your time at home and you just feed yourself with God's word and you, you, you get all these principles deep down in your heart and you kind of make this foundation for your family and what you're going to do, nothing will grow if you don't plant seeds. If you don't get out there and you put your faith in action, nothing's going to happen. Um, so my brother Jay, he's going to come up and he's going to talk a little bit about what it takes to plant seeds. And, um, you know, maybe he, he'll give you a banana. I don't know. We've been we're talking about farming and um, really the foundation of bearing fruit, um, which is really a good place to plant that you till and, and you toil. And, you, and ultimately, it comes down to the farmer, right, oftentimes. And it's a sowing cycle is really I want to end because ultimately um, – Anybody who's ever, how many of you have ever tried to grow anything at your house? How many of you are like, how, does, how have we ever lived? Like, how has anyone ever grown anything? I can't even grow cilantro. Um, it's hard to grow things, and it's hard to be a farmer. Um, the toil and even knowing the soil you should be investing in is hard. But um, when you know... Um, what you're doing, 
which I believe, you know, our pastors do, my mom and my dad, they know what they're doing. Um, <clears throat> more often than not, what you invest in will produce more seeds and more fruit, and it will be exponential. And so I want to talk about the sowing cycle and really um, hopefully something that we can all apply in our lives. And I want to share a story, a story we all know. Um, Jesus spoke in stories because it's funny, in the same passage, he's like, why do you do this? And he's like, well, because you're dumb. He's like, I have to share stories because you can't understand anything any other way. And so, so this is this story he shares, um, which is very relevant to the people of those days because in those days, farming was life or death. Um, you had to farm, um, and you had to have someone who did farm, and hopefully it rained, and hopefully the things that needed to happen happened um, so that everyone could survive. And so I think we're a little detached sometimes from these analogies. So let's just imagine when we're reading this story, that if this didn't happen, let's imagine that all the Dunkin' Donuts closed, that McDonald's wasn't open, and what would you do to eat? If there was no grocery stores, you had to figure this out. So let's, that's really the context of this story. A person sewing to survive, sewing to provide for others, an essential activity done by someone who is dedicated and skilled. Matthew 13 Listen, a farmer went out to plant some seeds. As he scattered them across his field, some seeds fell on the footpath, and the birds came and ate them. Other seeds fell on shallow soil when the underlying rock. The seeds sprouted quickly because the soil was shallow, but the plants soon wilted under the hot sun, and since they didn't have deep roots, they died. Other seeds fell among thorns that grew up and choked out the tender plants. Still other seeds fell on fertile soil, and they produced a crop that were 30, 60, and even 100 times as much as had been planted. Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. Well, apparently the disciples didn't have ears to hear. And so they said, well, what does this mean? Um, and so Jesus said, okay, well, let me explain it to you. Now listen to this explanation of the parable about the farmer planting seeds. The seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message about the kingdom and don't understand it. Then the evil one comes and snatches away the seed that planted in their hearts. The seed on rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy. But since they don't have deep roots, that, that preaches, they don't last long. They fall away as soon as they have problems and are persecuted for believing God's word. The seed that fell among the thorns represents those who hear God's word, but all too quickly the message is crowded out by the worries of this life and lure of wealth. So no fruit is produced. The seed that fell on good soil represents those who truly hear and understand God's word and produce a harvest of 30, 60, and even 100 times as much as they had planted. This, my friends, is ministry. I think, um, in a nutshell, pretty much, right? <clears throat> um, farming, it's such a perfect analogy to ministry. It really is. Um, in so many ways, you know, I know many times a farmer goes out and they, and they work their finger to the bone and they put a bunch of time in. And then they don't get the return commiserate with the hard work that they put in on that crop. They, you know, they put all this effort and time. Even, even in today's modern farming techniques, um, farming is still hard. Um, you know, I think ministry is a lot like that. You know, and, and one of the things that we don't give people enough credit for who are in ministry um, is they're tough. Because people in ministry are constantly sowing seeds every day. Um, 
and, 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 and like the seeds that they're putting in, they're their passions. They're the dreams that God's put in their life, and they're sowing them into people's lives. And oftentimes, they don't get return. Just like in that story, um, you know, they're falling in different soil and different places in people's lives. And um, as much as they would want all their seeds to sprout up and become amazing fruit in their life, in the lives of the people that they're serving, it doesn't often happen. And um, if you're in ministry, you take that hard. And I, and I would say if one of the things maybe you don't know about my parents is um, they, they take, I mean, I'm, if you're around, you do know this, but maybe you don't. They take this stuff hard when it doesn't, when people they invest in, because they, they really love people. They really love you guys. And um, they want you to grow. They want God's fruit to be springing up in your life. And, um, that, and that's what a good leader is, a good leader. And so I was thinking about this story a little bit. You know, just like we want to have good soil and we want to prepare, prepare to sow good seed in that soil, you know, God is really telling us, um, you know, that when we sow, a lot of this seed that we've sent out in the world, it's going to go to waste sometimes, or it will feel like it goes to waste. It's not always going to grow the way we want it to grow. And, you know, one of the things about the story that I think is really interesting is that we often look at it and we go like, oh, this is about soil. And we make it all about this negative part, right? Well, some people aren't ready to hear it. And we'll say stuff like, oh, that guy was rocky soil. That's why it didn't grow. But the Bible is very clear. It actually, it says Jesus, he was careful with his words, by the way. He wasn't like a sloppy communicator. And he said, this parable is about the farmer. It's a, it's a parable about God's heart and how he sows and how we're supposed to sow. It's not about the soil. The soil is there and it's basically saying this farmer goes out and he sows. He doesn't go like, where's my seed going? Oh, let's make sure we only plant it in this one line. No, he sows. And, and, and really, I was thinking, I was like, that's, we could look at it the negative way and go, oh, there's all these, we're going to sow this seed and it's not going to grow and it's going to be so sad. And oh, look at all the people that we've invested in. They don't serve God. We got work to do. We can't do that. The farmer, you know, they say lives to fight another day. You get up, you do it again, you do it again, you do it again. And it's about the farmer and it's about God. And so we're going to look at three ways that God sows and three ways a pastor sows. And the first way is God sows indiscriminately. He walks around and he sows his seed. And some of it lands on a path, and some of it lands in different soil. He doesn't go around and just look for the perfect, and for, praise God for that, right? Because <laughs> God sows indiscriminately. The second thing is God sows faithfully. He sows every day, in season, out of season. He's out there, he's rocking and rolling. And the third thing is God sows fruitfully. Um, he is a good farmer. <laughs> he's good at his job. He, he does not all of the seed he sows. And, and it's funny because it's like this seed it landed on the soil and it didn't work out. And this seed it landed in this fertile soil 20, 60, 100 times more fruit. And I think that's us, right? And so let's turn it and put it to our pastors and my parents. A good pastor sows indiscriminately. They do the same thing. That's God's grace. A good pastor is a reflection of God's grace. And they go out and they say, I'm just going to give this to anybody. 
take it or leave it, but I'm going to give it to you, and I'm going to leave it to you. I'm going to invest in you. And for some of us, we're, we're like, I'm so glad they didn't look at me and go, are you good soil? That's what a pastor does. A good pastor sows faithfully. We talked about hard work. Every day, they're out there. They're grinding. They're doing what they need to do. They're not waiting for the perfect opportunity and the perfect everything. It's about faithfulness and repeating the activities, even to the point where they can feel like, why am I here this week? Why am I doing this? This seems pointless. I can tell you as a pastor and someone who works in ministry, there are times where you're like, I do not want to go to this event tonight. But you do it. And you do it when you want to and when you don't want to. And when it's raining and when it's sunny and when it's whenever season your church is in, you got to go to church. <laughs> They've done that for 30 years. And, it, <clears throat> and guess what? A good pastor gets fruit. And that's how you know a good pastor. Because their life is filled with fruit. And the fruit is you guys. The fruit is the people. I mean, hopefully, I would be considered some of the good fruit. <laughs> but the fruit is us, you know? The people and the things that come out of the ministries and the lives that are changed. You know, and just like, we, just like God in his mercy sows seeds indiscriminately and, and in his faithfulness, he's persistent. And in his wisdom and skill, he bears fruit. So does a pastor. And so have our pastors. Um, so I want to close with a verse. Because I want to focus on really the positive, which is, the seed that fell on good soil represents those who truly hear and understand God's word and produce a harvest of 30, 60, and even 100 times as much as they've been planted. If the farmer is our pastor and we are the soil, I pray that every one of us would look at it and go, because I don't think they would want anything more from this, their time in ministry that we would bear fruit. Exponential fruit. And, and we have to believe, God, if, if I'm making my heart fertile soil, I will bear fruit like this. More than I could have ever imagined for my own life. You know, I guess my question as we close is, are you ready for what God wants to grow in your life and through your life? Um, are you just here to hang out? Or are you here to bear fruit? You know, I... I know nothing would honor my parents more um, than to look at your, your life, my life, um, and see a sowing cycle where they sowed, fruit was born, seeds came from that to be planted again the next day. Sowing and reaping is what we do. That's what a Christian is. And so I guess I want to end with a charge for you guys, which is, um, in your own life, be a farmer. Don't be a consumer. Don't be a shopper. Be a farmer. Be a pastor. Pastor your family. Pastor your job. Pastor the people that you know. Lead them to, really, lead them to Jesus so graciously, so faithfully, and bear fruit. Thank you, guys. Wow. 
I don't know if you're like me, but this has been an incredibly moving experience for me today. Uh, I was one of the lucky ones. I wasn't there 30 years ago, but I was there 29 years ago. I think Lucy Pilling, who's back there, was the only one that was still, was, he had been, been here longer than me. And um, it's just been amazing to see what's happened here at BCC uh, and how we have grown and how we have changed all through the leadership of Pastor Phil and Sherry. Uh, I remember the, the first time I was there, Children's Church was in the basement. We had a little indoor swimming pool that the babies were put inside of, and the other kids were outside in the basement. The worship team was Pastor Phil playing the piano, or maybe the guitar, with Sherry singing, and Lisa Guidry, at that time, Wisma singing. And, um, and that was great, great talent. But I look here today and see where we are with some of the technology that we have, some of the leadership that we have, this fan, isn't that worship team amazing? Wow. Wow. The quality of the music, the, the, the talent that's on that platform is just amazing. And that's what we've grown through. And I, I go up the other end some Sunday and watch what's happening up in Children's Church today. And the ministries now that we have in this church that were, were, weren't even dreams at that point. The school from a little kindergarten preschool through a school that uh, services right through high school and, and even programs for those who graduated from high school. Compassion New England, it just reaches out into this community and does so many things. The Happy Place, the Women's Wellness Center, all these different ministries that are making a difference in this community today. And when I walked in the door 29 years ago, not knowing what I was doing in my own life, with maybe 20, 25 people there. It's just amazing to me to see that. And um, just just amazing. And listening to Jay and Christy today and Elise and everybody else today, I'm, I'm, you know, this fruit is beautiful here. Isn't it? This fruit that's up here? But the fruit that was really beautiful was the fruit you heard today and experienced on this platform and around this building from the leadership of Pastor Phil and Sherry. That's the fruit that's really beautiful. So as we get ready to uh, bring our service to a close, we do want to take a moment. We really want to recognize Pastor Phil and Sherry, but we want to recognize all of the pastoral team at Bethany. We're very, really, really blessed by the teams that we have in place right now. And so we're going to call them up and give them a small token of appreciation, and then we're going to pray for everybody. So, um, you know, we have a lot of workers in this church that do phenomenal work, and I, I commend them. This morning, we're going to recognize that pastoral team. And we're going to start with Tina Hamill. Tina and Steve Hamill, come on up. Tina, who has worked tirelessly for, I don't know how many years, over 10 years at least, uh, running our King's Kids program and, and just making a difference in the children's lives. We're finally taking the time now to build a team around here to take this to the next level. And we are so appreciative for all the work you've done over the years. And, um, and with Steve, Steve, who's homesick today, and just uh, we, we really thank you, and you've been a blessing to this church. Thank you. Stay right here, please. Mike and Mandy Satori, please come on up. So Mike and Mandy, serving in a critical role as youth leaders of our JV program, that middle school kind of level, sixth, sixth grade and up kind of level of kids that just 
need that leadership, need that uh, need those people in their lives that will love them and listen to them and give them direction and help them grow in the Lord. And we're just so thankful for them. And uh, thank you. Shane and Shana Sullivan, come on up. Now, these are two people that serve in a variety of different roles, uh, with Shana working at the at the Blessing Bond, the Blessing Store, and, and doing a lot of the outreach programs and the intake that's involved with that. And Shane is, uh, both of them as youth leaders uh, in our youth program. And um, Shane, though, is kind of this guy that, um, you don't see him up here that much. You see him a little bit more at youth. But he's one of those people that's kind of back there that makes all of this up here better. And uh, we thank him for that, and thank Shana. Thank you. Our administrative pastor, Brandy Lee Gaudette. Is Brandy in here? Brandy's out. Oh, there she is. Okay. I thought you might have been outside administrating. Okay. All right. Brandy, who you do see up here every Sunday, uh, Brandy's kind of the person there that's fixing everything and making it all work and really doing the. She's keeping Pastor Phil on track. That's what she's doing, really. Really, that's what she's doing. And uh, handling all of those details, the behind-the-scenes things that are so critical to making our programs run and run successfully. She, like Shane, is one of those people that's kind of back there making everything better. She's the extra ingredient making everything that you see better. Thank you. Jason and Marilyn McCutcheon. Next year, we're going to have a couple more. Well, we do have a couple more people on the stage now, but next year, we'll maybe see them a little clearer. <laughs> so, you know, when I met Jay, he was a small, young boy. <laughs> and um, it's just been so amazing to see that person grow into the person he is today. The thing that's carried him through all those years, though, that he had then, that he has now, that makes the difference and attracts people to him is passion. For everything he does, it's passion. Uh, he has passion for his relationship with, with Christ. He has passion for people. He has passion for kids and youth. And he's over the years, he's always gone out in Maryland, he's gone out to seek out, seek out those that he felt called to speak into their life or really just spend time with, oftentimes just doing something fun. Okay? And, uh, you know, Jay and Marilyn kind of the to me, the example of, of people who love Jesus, seek his counsel in, the, in their life, in his direction, and step out based on that, but also are able to live lives of joy in this world and experience this world in a righteous way. And thank you for that. Isn't this a great pastoral team? And isn't this a great church? And you know, the thing that makes it all work is having a senior pastor, pastoral team, Pastor Phil and Sherry McCutcheon, if they come up now, that 
Great leaders grow other leaders, and they're not afraid of those other leaders taking things and making them even better and growing them beyond them. That's how we improve as a, as in, in, in any kind of organization. And I look at this church where we were in the beginning and where we are now, and the talents and skills of the people up here and the many talents and skills of the people out in our uh, audience today and what they've brought to the table to bring this church to the next level, okay? They're unafraid of having people, people do the job even better than them. In fact, I think they love that when that happens. And that's what true leadership is about. Uh, as I said, I was here 29 years ago, and uh, Pastor Phil was younger than Jay and Christy, I think, at the time. And Sherry was 29 then. She's still 29. Yep. And I have been blessed personally, blessed spiritually in my life because of my relationship with them. And that walking in that church that day many years ago has had such profound impact on my life. And I'm so thankful for that. Thank you. If the trustee board could please come up, uh, Susan and... Mike, if you're around, and Patrick and Lucy. Uh, you know, we've, done a, we've heard a lot of nice words today. And as we get ready to end the service today, one of the most important things that we can do is pray for this team. Okay. We just finished a couple weeks ago our week of prayer. And uh, for those who were here and attended that, didn't you feel better at the end of that week than you did at the beginning? Yeah. It's just something about the power of prayer that really makes a difference. And we just want to lay hands on these people now and uh, pray for them and pray for this church and pray for their families. I'm not, I didn't call all the families up, but we're going to pray for their families as well. So if you could stretch out your hands and use your words, just yell out whatever you want, okay? We're going to pray for this team. Lord, we have a blessed church, Lord. Lord, we're blessed by you, and we're so thankful for that. Lord, you've placed amongst us leadership. It seeks your face every day. It seeks your direction and steps out, afraid or unafraid, they step out and act on that direction, Lord. And we're just so thankful for that. Lord, we ask your blessing on Pastor Phil and Sherry and their family, extended family, right now, Lord. Lord, we ask that you will bless them with good health, Lord. Bless them with good health, Lord. Bless them with energy. Bless them with wisdom, Lord, that you've already blessed them with, Lord. We just ask that you will continue to keep them strong, Lord, to keep people around them that will help them when they feel down, Lord. They will be there to, to talk to when they feel discouraged, Lord. And Lord, 30 years, this is just the beginning, as we heard already, Lord. And we just thank them for this, these wonderful people, Lord. And we just, we just love them, Lord. We're so thankful to have them in our lives. And Lord, we ask your blessing on Jay and Marilyn right now. Lord, they get ready in a four weeks, one day, three hours, I think, uh, to the due date, something like that. March 7th, Lord, we, just, we, we, we ask that you will, Lord, this is fruit in their lives, Lord. We ask that this will be um, such a blessed event, Lord, that, that you will wrap Marilyn around in your arms, Lord, and keep her safe and healthy through this experience, that this baby will be born 
in, in, in such a healthy way, Lord, and this, this will be such a, such a, just a next generation, Lord, of people that are gonna, going to take your word into the world, Lord. Lord, we ask that you will bless them in their lives, pour tremendous gifts and blessings on them, Lord, and we just thank them for everything that they do, their passion, their compassion, their, their talents and their skills that they turn over to you, Lord. We just thank you for that right now. Lord, we ask your blessing on Brandy Lee, Lord. Lord, pour into her all the gifts you have for her in her life, Lord. Give her all of her heart's desires, Lord, all of those things that she seeks out in her life, Lord. Lord, we're so thankful for her and what she's done for this church in the, in the last several years that she's been here. We, we so appreciate her for all the hard work that she does, for all the behind-the-scenes work that she does, the, the thankless work that she does, Lord. Lord, you just, we just ask you will continue to bless her, keep her strong, keep her healthy in her faith, Lord, and her body, and just pour out your blessings on her right now. Amen. And Lord, we just ask your blessing on Shane and Shana right now, Lord, and their family, Lord. Lord, just continue to work in their hearts and minds, Lord. Continue to give them clear understanding of the direction you have for their lives, Lord, and where you want them to be and what you want them to do, Lord. Uh, it's, you know, you, you, you get to the point where you're raising a young family and there's so many decisions you need to make for that family and for the future, Lord, and for what you want in their lives, Lord. We ask you to just pour yourself into them now, Lord, that you will continue to, continue to give them clear direction in their lives, Lord, and that you will continue to multiply their efforts in, in, in your name. Amen. And Lord, we just pray our, pray our blessing right now on Mike and Mandy. Lord, as... They get ready to welcome their first child into the world. And I'm sure that at this point, that's about all they can think of, Lord. And, and it was such a blessed event, Lord. And we just, we, we just pray for them in this time, Lord, that, that they will stay strong and healthy, Lord, and that they, this baby will be born and born healthy, Lord, and that, this, that uh, Mandy will go through this childbirth process, Lord, and come through with good, good health, Lord, and that their home will be blessed by the addition of this wonderful baby, Lord. Lord, we're so thankful for them, for their willingness to pour into the youth of this church, Lord. Continue to bless them in these endeavors, Lord. Continue to pour into their lives, and we just thank you for them right now. And Lord, we pray for Tina and Steve, who's not here, and her family, Lord. Lord, she's done a lot of hard work here over the years. You know, one thing about Tina is that, Lord, that if Tina is asked to do something, she always says yes. She always says yes. Where others might say, let me pray about it, Tina says yes. And Lord, we're just so thankful for people like her that will do that. We're thankful for her in our lives, Lord. And Lord, continue to bless her. Continue, Lord, let, this, let, let these changes now and in uh, children's program here at BCC, let that just renew her. Let her give her new energy, new insight, new wisdom, and new drive, Lord, as we continue with this next chapter at, B at BCC. And we're so thankful for her and her family over the years and all the roles that she's served in this church. Lord, we just reach out our hands to this entire pastoral staff, Lord, and we just thank you for them. We thank you for the blessing they've been to this church. And Lord, we're ready for what you have to offer us in the future. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.